some new potential trade targets for the Minnesota Wilds. Plus, what do the Wild need to do to beat the struggling Maple Leafs tonight? We find out that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we look at a couple of new names that have been linked to the Minnesota Wild in potential trade talks and a big superstar in the Central Division that is going to be available at the deadline. We'll talk about that, plus look ahead to tonight's matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs, what the Wild's lineup is going to look like, and what the Wild need to do to take advantage of a Maple Leafs team that is struggling right now. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, your veteran Minnesota sports content producer with uh, a full decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now the captain of Lockdown Wild. Happy to be with you here on a Thursday edition of the show. And um, obviously tonight, the Wild's going to take on a Toronto Maple Leafs team that uh, they squared off against earlier in the season. Uh, we'll talk about some of the keys to uh, that matchup. But in just kind of reading the tea leaves this week, uh, it has been interesting to see some new names appear in the uh, the trade mill, uh, the rumor mill, that uh, could potentially be linked to the Minnesota Wild, uh, depending on uh, how things go at the deadline. Now, I'll preface this by going with kind of what we have said throughout uh, the entirety of the season is I'm just going to be flat out honest. And some of these trades I, I don't view as legitimate upgrades. They have still been linked though to the, uh, the Minnesota wild recently, but uh, if it's going to be a trade that the wild do, it has to make sense as a clear cut upgrade over what they currently have. Now, what they currently have is going through a little bit of a skid, but that coincides with uh, some players being out of the lineup. Sounds like Matt Zuccarello will hopefully be back tonight. No Jordan Greenway, though. So uh, Zuccarello back in, Greenway out. But uh, we'll talk about that to finish off the show here today. Um, one, The first name that we'll talk about is uh, Coyotes center Travis Boyd. Uh, there was an article written... And uh, I will attempt to find it. I was scrolling through Twitter yesterday and uh, saw the Wild linked. But um, for the life of me, I cannot find the article, which, great. But uh, linked to, uh, to Travis Boyd, and the article pointed out that uh, with the Coyotes in their current predicament, it might be a situation where the Wild could send a contract back to Arizona in return such as Victor Rask, to uh, to get some of that money off the books. Now, I know he's in Iowa, so um, that may not be as much of an issue uh, as it was uh, a few days ago. 
but um, it, it is interesting. You look at uh, what Boyd has done this season. He's got 10 goals and 13 assists, 23 points in 43 games, and is uh, averaging right around 16 minutes of uh, time on the ice. And I'm, I'm going to just go right back to what I said before we even started looking at these. I don't know that this is a clear-cut upgrade. This would be more of a depth move for the Minnesota Wild should they choose it. Boyd is technically their top-line center with Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz, but I mean, I don't know. It, it doesn't. It wouldn't move the needle for me, I don't think. Um, are you going to put him on the top line with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello? I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's enough of an upgrade over what you have with Ryan Hartman. Even though Hartman uh, is going through a little bit of a slide right now with his production, is he an upgrade over Freddie Goudreau? I mean, that second line continues to just get it done on a night in, night out basis. So while Boyd has been linked. I just I don't know if it's a um, if it's a trade that really does anything for me. Uh, if that is uh, if that's the route that uh, that they would decide to go, he is of course a Minnesota native, so there is that tie as well. But uh, in terms of that, I don't know if that would be one that uh, that Bill Guerin would really need to pursue. Um, it just it doesn't strike me as something that would really be a true upgrade. For the team, uh, another one that was linked to the Minnesota Wild is uh, right winger Josh Bailey. Uh, Bailey with three goals, nineteen assists, twenty-two points in forty games so far this season. And uh, again, here I think we're in the same. I think we're in the same mode. And you know, with the injuries that the Wild have sustained over the uh, the last couple of weeks, maybe there is more of a need to. Uh, to grab a guy or two like this to uh, just help kind of fill out the lineup. But if we're if we're ranking kind of where things are at with the trade market, center, potentially for that second line, and then depth probably after that, I, I, I don't know. It's This just seems like another one that I don't really get the sense – that would move the needle too much um, if the Wild were uh, able to go that route. He's he's not much of a scorer, and um, I think I think it just makes more sense for the Wild to try to upgrade that center spot and then use like Freddie Goudreau as depth or Nico Sturm as depth for the uh, the rest of the season, as opposed to bringing in depth and not addressing that uh, that second line center. So. That, again, is probably a no for me. The big one that is really intriguing, and uh, this was uh, announced on Twitter, is that Nashville is going to explore possibilities for a Philip Forsberg trade. Uh, So that certainly is one that gets you to kind of uh, double-take. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention from uh, Django Unchained. So if Forsberg were a, were to come available, that certainly would be much more along the lines of uh, of an upgrade. Now, 
not uh, not a center. He is uh, a winger, but I find it very interesting that um, we're going to go into the offseason with the Kevin Fiala um, the Kevin Fiala situation needing to be addressed. Maybe you just uh, address it right away and uh, go for the home run uh, to bring Forsberg in and uh, see what he can do for the uh, the rest of the season. That feels a little bit like a lateral move for me. Forsberg, 26 goals, 18 assists on the season. And um, he maybe is a slight upgrade or maybe a little bit of an upgrade over Kevin Fiala, but you're not... You are cutting off your nose to spite your face. So, yes, you're upgrading at the Fiala spot, but then you still haven't done anything with the center position on that line. So is it something that the Wild should uh, potentially take a look at? It would depend on what the cost would be if Fiala was not involved and what the uh, center spot at that line would look like uh, if Forsberg was acquired. There would have to be a lot of juggling um, to uh, to put him into the lineup. But I don't know. Billy Garen, I think I get the sense that he is going to um, going to keep this one pretty close to the uh, close to the vest up until the deadline. So who knows what he's thinking? We'll attempt to figure that out because uh, he has made some uh, some comments here recently on a couple of different uh, shows. And so uh, we'll try to get kind of the sense of what Garen's direction is going to be with this team as we guide further and further towards the trade deadline. More to come on today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all of that and much more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. For your next listen, make sure to check out the Locked on Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. The Locked on Now podcast is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, taking a look at some potential trade targets that have recently been linked to the Minnesota Wild. We'll pivot now to some of the comments that Bill Guerin has made over the uh, the course of the uh, last couple of days in uh, setting us up for what to expect uh, as we move towards the trade deadline, which is March 21st. So uh, coming right up now officially under a month away from the NHL trade deadline. So uh, Bill Guerin was on uh, with Dan Barrero of KFAN yesterday. And Guerin keeping things pretty pretty measured, pretty calculated, as you would expect. Um, that's, that's not a spot that you're really going to 
break any news or uh, or do anything to really um, tip your hand. He uh, he did mention that the team, as currently constructed, you know, when they're on their game, when they're playing their best, is uh, is one that's really hard to beat, and uh, they just are, are a little off with the players out of the lineup. Obviously, as we've seen, the Matt Dumba injury has uh, has really hurt this team defensively. Um, of course, no Matt Zuccarello against Ottawa, which hurt. But, you know, at the end of the day, Garen said that he is going to do what he needs to do in order to uh, to keep this team competitive. Um, and if there's an opportunity to upgrade, he's going to take it. I, I thought it was most interesting during his comments in which uh, talking about Fiala's future with the team seemed to hesitate a little bit, said that we are not committed, uh, we are not looking to trade Fiala right now. And I don't know if that was intended to be like that or if that was just um, kind of a little bit of an accidental pause. But it is interesting with all this talk, and I know we here at Lockdown Wild have certainly flipped our opinion to the keep Fiala category. There are a lot of tough decisions for this team coming up as we get closer to the offseason with uh, who to keep and how to navigate through what's going to be a very tight salary cap situation. Um, we have seen a little bit to kind of counter those uh, those salary cap concerns, the John Merrill extension, the Jordan Greenway extension, um, and so you know, it does seem like this wild team is being very deliberate with the guys that they want to keep on this roster as opposed to the guys who are probably going to uh, just be walking um, when the season is up. Now, the biggest one here recently has, of course, been uh, Nico Sturm, who uh, was going to be healthy scratched for two games in a row uh, before the injury to Matt Zuccarello. You look at the names that are on the list at the end of this season. You've got Kevin Fiala, of course, who is a... uh, Restricted free agent. Matt Boldy will be a restricted free agent um, in 2023. So that is a contract situation that's going to need to be addressed uh, at some point. You got Victor Rask coming off the books. Nick Bugstead coming off the books. Nico Sturm all coming off the books. Um, Rask, I don't think at this point with him being uh, sent down to Iowa. Not sure if he's reported yet. Uh, The team, from the sounds of it, wanted to give him a little time to um, obviously a frustrating situation for him. Um, And getting sent down to Iowa obviously wanted to give him a little time to kind of um, get his mind right before he reported to the Iowa Wild. But I I don't think he will be a player that returns. And so his salary comes off the books. Nick Bugstad now with him again showing some nice life after uh, returning from injury. Maybe that's another situation where you look to uh, try to sign him back as uh, a depth or fourth liner. Um, that that could certainly be a possibility. But then you've got, you know, on defense, you've got Goligoski, you've got Jordy Ben. Those guys will come off. Uh, and uh, another big one is Capo Kakinen, who will be a restricted free agent uh, this offseason. 
So um, opportunity for him to look at uh, a long-term deal with this team. So a lot of the pieces are in place, but there are other pieces that are going to need to be uh, need to be addressed. And that's going to require some cap space or some uh, very, very tricky maneuvering of it. And so it just, it just continues. The steam continues to push towards there being some sort of a, uh, a trade to free up uh, some uh, additional cap space. And as Kevin Fiala continues to um, put up this this just great season. Now, on par, if he continues it, to have a career year in uh, a year in which he could definitely cash in. Hopefully, he has not priced himself out of the Wilds' range, but at the, uh, be- at the end of the day, there's going to be a number that, uh, that the Wilds can hit. And if uh, Fiala plays... Better than that, um, then it's uh, it's probably going to head towards a trade at that point to uh, to see what they can get in return. It'd be unfortunate, but sometimes that's just how the business works, and uh, that was certainly the direction the Wild went, going to a one-year deal for this year. Um, that's not going to fly a second time. So it'll be fascinating to see, but... Um, main thing to kind of pull away is that uh, it seems as though Garen wants to kind of stick with what has got the team here and rightfully so because when everybody was healthy this team was one of the best in the uh, the NHL able to beat anybody on any given night they've uh, they've had to handle some adversity here recently but those pieces all still can put this team back to where it needs to be and uh, so the question now is, if you add to that, what do you get? So it'll be, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how this is played out over the, uh, the next couple of weeks in leading up to that March 21st trade deadline. We do have a game to discuss for tonight, though. And so to finish off today's episode, we will preview what's going on in tonight's game. We'll look at some of the lineup juggling that's going to go on for the Wild here tonight. And so we'll uh, we'll set our sights on the Toronto Maple Leafs to close out today's show next here on Locked on Wild. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Toronto Maple Leafs are in the midst of a little bit of a skid as well. They are 2-4-1 and one in their last seven games. They have lost three in a row, including a 4-3 to three overtime loss most recently to the Columbus Blue Jackets, but before that, a 6-3 loss to the St. Louis Blues, a 5-2 loss to the suddenly hot Montreal Canadiens. And uh, if you pull back even a little bit further, 3-2 loss to Vancouver and a 5-2 loss to Calgary in that stretch. They beat Seattle 6-2 and Pittsburgh 4-1. For most of this run, it has been Jack Campbell in net, and uh, his performance has been very uneven here uh, in the month of February. A goals against average just above three, and uh, he has had, in the month of February, three starts where he's given up at least four goals. Uh, the defense for the Maple Leafs has been a little bit of a struggle point as well. And so, for the Wilds, this presents an opportunity 
to uh, pick up a win here, get themselves back on track. But it looks like it's going to require uh, somebody to step up with the team shorthanded once again. Uh, according to reports from earlier today, it looks as though uh, Matt Zuccarello is going to make his return to the lineup. So the hope is that he'll be able to slot in on that um, that top line. No harm, no foul there. But um, Mason Shaw is ready, if needed, to uh, to step up and play. Um, and so Greenway's injury, according to Michael Russo, a little more serious than was initially thought. Uh, Greenway will stay with the team on the trip and go to Calgary uh, to finish things off. Nick Bugstad is going to slot in to his spot on that third line. So you've got assuming that um, Zuccarello is able to play, you'll have Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello as normal. We will also, regardless, have Fiala, Goudreau, and Boldy as normal. We'll get Jewel Eriksson-Eck, Marcus Foligno, and Nick Bugstad on that line. I would imagine if Zuccarello is not able to play, that that line will stay as is. Um, or actually, I take that back. So let's assume if Matt Zuccarello is not able to play, what is probably going to happen is this. Brandon Duhame will probably be elevated to that third line. Nick Bugstad elevated to the top line. And Mason Shaw then slots in on the fourth line with Nico Sturm and Connor Dewar. That's probably how it will work out. Even though I had uh, just advocated for the team to uh, to try to mix these lines up as little as possible. Um, Bugstad playing well since his return. And I think he can be a little bit more of a puck mover um, than, you know, having Felino be on the top line again. I would rather not see that attempted ever again. Um, second line, obviously, is just going to stay intact. They're the hottest line on the team right now, and there's no reason for any sort of shakeup with those guys. While they're going to need to lean on them again in this game, just like they did in the, uh, the Senators game. That third line, I think if you put Dewar there, you get pretty similar to what you would normally get from that line with the physicality and um, the defensive presence. The fourth line, I think, is going to be the wild card because if Shaw does play, how much does that negatively, how much does that pull away from the chemistry that him, uh, that Connor Dewar and Brandon Duhame have? So let's just assume that Zuccarello is going to play and that he is able to slot in on that top line, then I think everything looks a little closer to normal and uh, that can allow the Wild to uh, deploy those two scoring lines to take advantage of this Maple Leafs defense that has been pretty bad over the uh, the last few games. Now, obviously, with the Maple Leafs, you have to watch out for uh, Austin Matthews. They uh, They also have couple of guys getting close to the uh, the 20 goal plateau Mitch Marner John Tavares uh, William Nylander also uh, at 19 goals but my main point here is that this is a very winnable game and this is a wild team 
that uh, needs one here uh, tonight to uh, to stop this skid and to kind of give themselves a little bit of uh, a boost heading into a home and home with the Calgary Flames who are uh, in the midst of one of the hottest stretches of hockey uh, that we've seen so far this season. So if we were to do some keys to tonight's matchup, I would love if we would see a better start to this game. That's become too big of a pattern as we talked about. Um, get off to a, a hot flying start, even if you're not scoring. Just uh, just show that you're kind of engaged with what's going on in the game right from puck drop. Do that. Um, Capo getting the start against the uh, the Maple Leafs. I'm excited to see what he will do in net because he has been uh, really good over his last handful of starts. Uh, Dean Evison did make the comment after the Senators game that there's really no worry about Cam Talbot in that um, a lot of, not all, but a lot of what is going on can be uh, pinpointed to some things on defense. So if that's the case, then, yeah, let's see that get tightened up so that uh, he can get back to looking a little more towards the Cam Talbot we saw at the beginning of the season. So let's let's see a, a strong effort from Capo here tonight. Let's uh, Let's see the first and second lines really take over this game. And I would like to avoid seeing the Wild be the team that gets the Maple Leafs back on track. seems like that has also been something that has happened quite often here uh, over the last handful of games is you got a team that is just not playing well and they go up against the Wild and they get right back on track. So just take control of this thing early and uh, get a couple of goals right off the bat to give Capo um, a little bit of a breather so that uh, we don't have to sweat it out and uh, let's let's go get like a 4-2 win and uh, just get back on track uh, ahead of these uh, these two Calgary games. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. We'll of course recap tonight's game against the Maple Leafs for you on tomorrow's show. So make sure to tune in for that. Uh, make sure also now that your first listen of the day is done to head over to the Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. Locked on Fantasy Hockey is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked on Wilds, we are available anywhere you listen, anytime you want to listen. Just search Locked on Wild to find uh, the platforms that you can listen to our show each and every day. Make sure to check us out on social media as well. A big reveal coming next week for a fun social media event that uh, Lockdown Wild is going to be putting on for the month of March. So stay tuned for that coming up on Sunday. And uh, we will continue to keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild, whether it be big news or a puck drop anywhere in the state of hockey. Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.